The Start On Demand. On demand. It is the start on demand. Greg Mackling on behalf of Loren McNabb and Brett McGarry. We wish you a very Merry Christmas on this Christmas Eve. We will celebrate. We will have a little bit of fun today, but we'll also speak with MPI about their plans for taking your ability to purchase insurance for your vehicle online. We'll visit with the mayor, the now actually former mayor of Killarney. 13 years Rick Pauls was the mayor of Killarney. Why did he step away? We'll talk to him about that. And Dr. Todd Cunningham, he's a clinical and school psychologist. He's also an associate professor at the University of Toronto. We'll talk about setting expectations for our kids in this unusual year that is 2020. That and so much more. Thanks for spending time with us. All the best to you and yours on this Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas from us at the start to you. Mackling, McGarry and McNabb, Sons McGarry, happy Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve. What's the appropriate terminology here, Loren McNabb? I don't think you can go wrong with either of those. If that's what you're celebrating uh, tomorrow, tonight, in the days ahead, then sure. I think, uh, you know, it, I, I, I've never been offended by anything. It's happy holidays, happy Christmas, Merry Christmas. Well, happy Christmas. Get out of my then. face, you know, anything <laughs> like that. They all work. <laughs> what was that song? A shut up of your face. Do you remember that one from a, what's no, the matter I, you? Hey, got no respect. Shut up at your face. Oh, it's uh, 6.07. Yeah, well, I'll find that. Jeff Forche, you have a mission to find shut up at your face before the uh, end of the show today. I think that's a gong show performer that did that years ago. It might have been Father Guido Sarducci, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, we are going to send the show off are and on. Are we still on. talking about this? Yes, we are. We're going to send like the show on and, and came off. back and we're still talking about that song. <laughs> I am. Uh, we're going to send the show on and off the rails many times today. We uh, definitely have, Loren, I would call it a light-hearted program planned for this Christmas Eve. Yeah, I mean, like, look, there's so many things that are happening um for Manitobans that have been <laughs> difficult, unprecedented, whatever word you want to use, it's it's been one heck of a year, right? And so no matter what you're doing over the next 24 hours in terms of how you celebrate Christmas or, or what your beliefs are, I think that uh, we can all agree that we could use a couple days to recharge, a couple days to just think about others and today we're going to have some fun with that right so we've got of course kelly moore puts together a terrific night before christmas package every single year focusing on sports and so we've got that to play for you at 6 30 kyle milroy and the intrepid tristan field jones have put together a year in review on some of their albums that have come out this year and music and and so there's that on the table and then we do have some some things to talk about uh, at seven o'clock i'm looking forward to this chat i don't know about you greg but so many of us have traditions that we like to keep, particularly around the holidays. And we can't do many of them this year because they involve getting together with people or maybe it's going to Christmas Eve mass, which is not happening. Or maybe there's other ways that you like to have some fun and traditions are changing. And that might not be a bad thing. So after seven, we're going to talk to a school child psychologist about you know, ways to keep the magic going, uh, even though it's not always feeling magical. 
Thursday is uh, traditionally our opportunity to venture outside the perimeter highway, but we're going to have a conversation that doesn't necessarily fit the normal narrative of our small town salute. We're going to Killarney, one of my favorite uh, small towns in Manitoba. My uh, stepdad lives in that part of the world. In fact, works at the Tri-Lake Hospital uh, down in Killarney. So it's a great place to visit. And over the years, we've visited with the Mayor Rick Pauls, but Mayor Pauls is now former Mayor Pauls, Laurent? It's my understanding that as of this week, he is no longer the mayor of Killarney. He was the longest serving mayor that town ever had. 13 years, I believe, he was in that chair. And he's had to step down for a story many of us can relate to. He's also a small business owner, runs a restaurant. And we know, man, we know how hard restaurants have been hit hit with COVID-19. And so, you know, you're thinking to yourself, I want to lead my town through this, but you also have to leave your family and your personal life and your business. And so small town politicians wear many hats. You know, it's it's not a full-time job, but it can feel like one, I'm Mm. sure. And so I look forward to chatting with him about that decision to step down after this length of time and, and just the struggles for both his business and others in his community, because it's not just the big cities that are making these big decisions when it comes to how to help citizens through this pandemic. There's so many small communities that are trying to rally and and do what they can to help others stay afloat. Very good. So we'll do that uh, as we do on Thursdays at 7.37. That and much else. We're going to San Diego later on this morning. Our good friend Scott Mortland has a message of hope on this Christmas Eve for us. Uh, I need to write more things down. I need to leave messages for myself. I forgot to plug in my vehicle last night. I forgot Jeff Forche's Christmas gift on the island in the kitchen. It's oh, you, a, you don't need to do that. Yeah, well, I do, and I did, but I forgot to bring it. It's sitting in a lovely gift bag uh, with Jeff Forche's name on it. And I thought I forgot my key card, but what I did do was come up 30 floors on the elevator, sit down, and realize I'd left my tea oh, in my course. vehicle. So that sucked to pull apart when you just had to walk <laughs> down one flight of stairs. No let alone. <laughs> Uh, We have some breaking news here. NORAD is receiving reports that the Air Force Space Command operated Defense Support Program Satellites, or DSP, that Santa Slay is continuing across North America. The DSP satellites use infrared sensors to detect heat from missile and booster plumes against the Earth's background. But in this case, the infrared sensors are picking up the heat signature from Rudolph's bright red nose. NORAD will continue to monitor DSP to keep track of Santa's progress around the globe and tell you where he's going next. I suspect he's heading towards Asia and Australia and New Zealand on this Christmas Eve. It's Mackling and McNabb joined by Kelly Moore, Skylar Peters and Jeff Forche. And last night I saw this video from a website called The Dodo. It's a feel-good website. It's always related to animals. And, well, this video captures one of the cutest animals on the planet in a very unlikely place. Well, that's something you don't see every day. Hello, gorgeous. What are you doing in our tree? That's not a real tree, Dad. Oh my gosh, you're so cute. But you belong outside. You're not going to get anything to eat off that. But I couldn't believe it. I thought my daughter put a stuffed toy in the tree. I came home from work. The dog went straight for the Christmas tree. I was looking around, baubles everywhere. Hi, Papa. Looked up and there was a koala like looking at my face. 
I knew straight away I had to call someone to help. Pretty adorable, McNabb. Yeah, I mean, and who would expect it? And also, what would maybe laugh? And if you want to see more, you can see the story on globalnews.ca. Our colleagues have put it together with the video as well. And I, what I, what I maybe think is, what would you do? Because as cute as a koala is, I don't think it's as simple as grabbing it and putting it on your hip and carrying it outside. No, that's not happening. In fact, no, like, they, they you're act- so cute. Just come here and then claw across the face. <laughs> they, they figure that the, the koala got in the house uh, when they were letting the dog in or out. And they can move quite quickly, although when you see them in captivity, they just sort of sit there. So, Jeff Forche, we're asking this morning, what would you like to find in, on, or under the Christmas tree? Sloth. <laughs> They are very sloth-like koalas, but uh, there's nothing quite like a sloth. Yeah, you know, I, when I saw that picture of the koala, I was like, oh, man, if you had a sloth in your tree, it just hangs out there. You know, it's not hurting anyone. Give it a banana, you know, just chills. <laughs> okay. so I, I want a sloth. Forte wants a pet sloth. What about you, Skylar? Uh, well, I got to comment on how calm that woman was, first of all, to find a koala in her tree. Like, it may Australians not have started, are awesome. It may not have started that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would have liked to see it in person. She's like, yeah, I just found this koala in the tree. Not a big deal. <laughs> uh, well, I actually uh, I bought myself my own Christmas present. My uh, One of my best buddies from high school started a brewery in Brandon. Uh, and uh, this week, it's their first delivery of uh, their beers. So, uh, I uh, bought a couple glasses and four of each type, and I am probably not going to wait until Christmas Day tomorrow to try them out tonight. So uh, excited for that. Black Wheat Brewing, by the way, shameless plug. I was going to say, give them a plug. I, I heard that they uh, got their first delivery and that they're sending stuff out and about in Brandon. Kelly Moore, what about you? You've uh, you've probably uh, never encountered a, a koala on your hockey travels, but have you seen a koala in captivity? I don't think I have. I, I was trying to remember maybe a panda bear, but uh, uh, but I don't remember seeing a koala. And at the risk of sounding like the porcupine at the balloon party, I, I don't want any animals under my tree. I'm sorry. Fine, then. You can pick something else. <laughs> oh, can I? Yeah, oh, well. Can. Yeah. If, if that's the case, then probably uh, about three or four more of what Skyler was talking about would be just <laughs> fine by me. Loren <laughs> McNabb, I know uh, a DOG is on the wish list of your BOYSs, but uh, what well, about if you? I can tell you right now that might uh, wish might come true for this family really? this Christmas. Oh. But I'll keep it at that until we get through the next 24 hours because uh, secrets are hard to keep even oh for my. our listening family. But I'll let you know what happens with my family uh, next week if I can. In the meantime, I would say panda because they are hilarious and I do think you could cuddle with them. And then just to be a little bit more sentimental i'm missing so much of my family this year we have my mom and both my mother-in-law make the best tortier i think i've ever had and i just wish i could have a homemade pie Mackling and McNabb with you. McGarry's back on the 29th of December. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas Eve if you're celebrating today. And did you ever imagine that back in March we would be here on December 24th still talking, watching, and worrying about 
COVID-19, Loren McNabb. I have to confess, I, I didn't think we would still be here if you'd had me make that prediction back in March. Honestly, even at Thanksgiving, I was hopeful that there'd be a different kind of Christmas for us, that we wouldn't have to make the decisions we made at Thanksgiving that we're all making now about not getting together, right? And, and honestly, this is the longest I've ever gone without seeing my siblings who live in different parts of the country and the world, and particularly my sister who has, no matter where I've lived, uh, whether it was Zimbabwe or Israel, has made a point of coming to see me at Christmas so that there would never be a, a Christmas alone. And here we are, right? And so we're all being impacted in different ways. Of course, there's the huge impacts of hospitals and care homes, Greg, businesses reeling from COVID-19. And then, of course, there's our kids. You know, school isn't the same. Birthdays haven't been celebrated the same. I mentioned Thanksgiving, not celebrated the same. And every single long weekend and holiday, it really has come with some sort of changing set of rules and worries. And so now with Christmas upon us, I think many of us are working to make the best of it. And if we're lucky, show our kids the best we have to offer. But just in case you're doubting yourself or wondering what to do over the next few days, Dr. Todd Cunningham is a school and child psychologist and also associate professor at the University of Toronto. And he's here to give us some advice. Good morning, Dr. Cunningham. Good morning. What are you hearing from, you know, people or even people you work with when it comes to just that struggle to keep the faith right now? And I don't mean, you know, faith in what other higher, higher power or belief you might have. I just mean the faith to believe that we'll get through this. Yeah, it's a stressful time. And it's a time when our usual routines and events that we have established for years and years has been kind of uplifted. And I think one of the really important things, especially as parents, as we're working with our kids, is just to kind of take a step back and really, again, think about what is the real purpose of the, the season. And a big part of that is about our families of trying to figure out how to come together and find time to, to, to be together, and especially with our kids. And I think one of the big things with our kids is to sit down with them and find out what really makes a season kind of a special time for them. Co-create some awesome um, opportunities to be able to do things that they really find that is meaningful, that though that might be different. Maybe that's uh, kind of sitting down and kind of uh, doing a Zoom baking with uh, the grandparents, or um, maybe it is starting a new tradition such as being able to take some food um, to some people that they know that um, doesn't have as much. Or if you're not, um, you know, with hard times, businesses are shutting down, um, maybe it is not thinking as much about the gift-giving, but really thinking about having some quality time um, to, to, together, um, sitting, watching a, a favorite uh, movie together, or being able to read a story together, um, but it's really important about kind of co-creating this time together and really focusing on the, the joint being together. Dr. Cunningham, when we have discussions like this, I can't help but think about the advertising campaign. We were talking about Australia earlier and the woman that found a koala in her Christmas tree. But there's a, an Australian food company. They did an advertising campaign about four or five years ago. And they sat down with families and they asked the parents if they could have dinner with one person living or dead, who would it be? And the parents, at least in the commercial, all say famous people celebrities and then they ask the kids and the kids inevitably say a family meal grandparents my mom and dad are our kids programmed differently maybe than we often give them credit for 
They sure are. We are often, I think as parents, we are more concerned about creating that time, thinking about the um, the gifts, the places we need to be, ensuring that things are just the same as they were in the past. Um, we create the anxiety almost uh, around not living up to the expectations. Where for a lot of kids, it's really more about just having that time, that place to being to together. So um, you're very right about that. They are programmed different. They're think, looking at this um, differently. And maybe with that then, you know, when you talk about the idea of coming up with some new traditions, let them be part of the process because I think so often – Mm-hmm. these times of years things are handed to us right like well that's what my mom used to do or what my grandma used to do and maybe we should ask the kids well what would you like to do and we could make that part of the process or the the, the oh. annual tradition in years going forward very much so um and, and that's part of what the real special t- um thing is for kids is when they are co-creating when they're part of that planning it's the expectation of the event that becomes really ex- um, exciting one of the great things to do even after COVID is to Set a plate, um, like have a date with your um, kid. You know, it only has to be a couple hours um, once a week, but you can set that up and start talking about it days and days before. And the anticipation of that date together becomes um, part of the magic of, of the event because they are thinking about it, they're planning, they're coming in and talking about it with you. And then when the actual event itself happens, it's um, just as special as all the time that has led up to to that event. I think we give uh, ourselves, put pressure on ourselves and on others to react a super a certain way if we've created a surprise or something. Uh, just maybe about 40 seconds here, this whole notion of anticipation. And with regard to a surprise, maybe I've planned something special and my, my kids don't act a, or... Or, uh, you know, maybe they don't have that uh, excitement that I was hoping that they would get. How, how do I quell that? How do I prepare myself for that potential uh, reaction from them? Is, is it just silly to put that pressure on them in the first place, Dr. Cunningham? Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's silly to put that pressure on them. And it's silly for you to have to worry that you need to always create those uh, super special um, moments. I think the biggest thing for us is to sit back. Just think about, again, what is the real focus that we want to um, do here? And if we manage our expectations, if we manage our kind of um, reactions, our own anxieties around this time, then that's not going to be transferred over to our children. Children pick up on how the parents are feeling. If the parents are feeling super stressed and very anxious about what's going on, feeling that they have ruined it or this is a great disappointment, then the children are going to pick up on that. But we can sit back and find a way to say, hey, even though all these awful things are going on and life has changed and has been disruptive, but yet we as a family are going to come together for the next couple of days and really focus our attention on our, the ones who are right around us, then they're going to pick up on that aspect of it and be able to um, pull on our joy that we're having. Dr. Todd Cunningham, psychologist and associate professor, University of Toronto. Thank you for this and best of the season to you. Hope you have a wonderful Christmas with your family, Dr. Cunningham. You too. Mm, bye. Bye-bye. Just such a tremendous uh, way of looking at things just a tiny bit differently. Just maybe just turning your point of view a bit, Loren. Yeah, and you know what? I keep thinking, like, you want so many of the legacies of this pandemic to go away, but maybe one that needs to stick around is 
being a little easier on yourself at any time of year, let alone this time of year. And, and downgrading might not be such a bad thing, right? I like if, the way you're thinking. If there's fewer presents, i just getting texts from my family members just now saying, hey, did this parcel arrive? I sent this and that. Well, none of them have gotten here, right? Because right. everything's behind. No <laughs> big deal. Everyone's going to be fine. Like, it's fine. It's A-OK. Ah, yes, Christmas Eve. It is the start on 680 CJOB. I'm Mackling. She's McNabb. And Loren, we were telling the story about the koala in the tree, in the artificial Christmas tree, an Australian woman coming home and finding the koala hanging in her tree, had Mm -hmm. to call the experts to have the koala removed. Our loyal listener, Don, sent an adorable picture of him holding a koala when he was in Australia years ago, he was surprised that the koala would come in the house. Well, how about this? Just got a text at seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Years ago, I had friends who cut their own tree from the forest on their Interlake property. And once it was all set up and warmed up, they discovered a flying squirrel in it. <laughs> and then what? That's the follow-up question. Do you just leave it or how do you handle that? Yeah, we've been asking listeners this morning about what they would like to find in their tree or under their tree as a result of the koala story. And maybe some of them, Greg, might say marshmallows. If you go to globalnews.ca, cgob.com, apparently, you know, remember back in the spring when you couldn't find yeast or sourdough or whatever it was that had people baking Mm -hmm. like crazy? Well, now, of course, it's dainty season. So many people baking holiday treats. And apparently, marshmallows are uh, in high demand. In fact, Munther's Eat at Food Fair uh, told our reporter, Alicia Dacey, that uh, he doesn't have any left. And he actually has a kind of a reservation list going for people who've <laughs> called and say, well, if you get some in, if you can give me a call, I'd really appreciate it. So <laughs> not just Food Fair, he says it's Sobe, Safeway, Walmart. Everybody is... Uh, Baking more and marshmallow shortages have followed. Well, I um, confess to having some of Kayla Evans' mom's baking uh, during that break. I got an email from Gabrielle Marchand and finally some benefit to being in the same location as our TV friends. That's, of course, tongue-in-cheek. Of course, I'm joking. (laughs) But Gabrielle says, this is not a drill. There is baking at my desk. Please come help yourself. It was absolutely delicious. So uh, if Kayla's mom is listening this morning as she watches Global News of Morning, I just want to send out a great big thank you. But it is 7.39, and it's Thursday. So what does that mean, Jeff Forche? Yes, indeed, it is time for the Small Town Salute, brought to you by South Beach Casino and Resort, just 30 minutes north on Highway 59. Visit southbeachcasino.ca for updates, and today we are going to the southwest corner of Manitoba. No matter the size of your own city or town, no matter your politics, Loren, I don't think anyone would disagree with the notion that leading your community through a pandemic would be extremely stressful. Yeah, I think that's even an understatement, right? And now you have to imagine how many politicians in this province are doing that work as a councillor or mayor of a small community while also running a business or going to their main job, because that's how it works when you're in a small town. You you do both. And there are two hats that our next guest is wearing or was wearing up until this week. He was Killarney's longest serving mayor. Rick Paul spent 13 years as mayor of Killarney, but this year has been perhaps his most challenging yet, as he's also the owner of a restaurant in the Western Manitoba community 
And I don't think we have to tell any of our listeners, Greg, just how hard hit that restaurant industry has been this year. And so we want to hear more from Rick about how things have been going and, and how he's feeling as we head towards 2021. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. I think, uh, you know, it's a calling for many people, that life of service or in politics. I'm curious, first of all, what led you to run for mayor 13 years ago, I guess 2007? I was on council one term before, and then we actually had a mayor step down over a controversial issue uh, six months into their term. And I decided to, to throw my throw my hat in the ring, and I won by 34 votes. So, uh, And then I've been in there for the next three elections after that. Overwhelming support in uh, some communities, uh, you might suggest. Uh, my dad served a little bit of time on municipal council out near Minnedosa once upon a time, Rick. So you're always trying to juggle that uh, business that pays your bills with the responsibilities that goes with either being on council or being mayor because the pay, well, it doesn't pay a full-time salary. So you're, you're juggling that all the time. Talk about that aspect of it. Well, I think, you know, talking to a lot of other business owners in our community and in surrounding communities, a lot of them won't even run for council um, because if you make a controversial decision, it actually does literally affect your business. Uh, you'll see people boycott, not come in for an extended period of time and everything like that because they didn't agree with the decision the council makes. So it, it is quite a balance to do, but I also think that, that unless your community is going the right way, your business is going to suffer anyways. So that's kind of how I justified it in my mind uh, to, to still be on council. And so you did that for 13 years, Rick, mayor for 13 years of Killarney. And then this past couple of weeks, I have, or maybe it was months, you've been mulling this decision. Sort of what led you to say that you needed to retire your, your public service hat? You know, it, it probably came from my private life uh, rather than anything else. Dealing with the pandemic, uh, I, I, I do own a, a large restaurant in a small community. And... Uh, it's definitely been a challenge this year, um, so I was looking for other other possible means and, and things to do. And I was actually approached uh, to work with a different organization um, at a job. But one of the things is is that it would be a conflict if I were to remain as the mayor. So I mulled it over for a month and a half, and I made the decision that no, I would take that other position, and I would step down from there and uh, and still keep my restaurant. So what's the reaction been from the electorate in Killarney? Have you uh, had some well wishes from people maybe you didn't expect to hear from on on that fashion? Uh, you know what? Absolutely. It has been absolutely phenomenal, the, the outpouring uh, from people. Um, you know, there was a few times there were some tears in the eyes uh, for me because I, I couldn't believe some of the nice things that were said about me. Of course, you get those those Facebookers who like to go on there and say, you know, so some some negative things. But those those are the same people who would never step up for anything in their life, anyways. They like to sit in a dark corner on their keyboard and type criticisms of people who actually do. So, but for the most part, it has been absolutely phenomenal. It's been the biggest pleasure of my life to actually serve this community. Well, it's a beautiful part of the province, and when we mentioned earlier, Rick. Uh, at the start of our show that we were going to head virtually to Killarney. We had a couple people text in about how much they just love that area. It's a beautiful drive if you ever get through there. It's so different than the flat plains in and around Winnipeg. It's it's really such a stunning area. And uh, now you're focusing on your family and the restaurant. So tell us, it's Blarney Stone and Pub, is that right? That's right, yeah, the Blarney and, Stone Pub and Restaurant, yeah. And wh- what's the future hold for you, it, you think, Rick? Oh, well, it can't get much worse. <laughs> 
I mean, our, our sales, I've laid off about 25 staff now. Um, we, my, my sales are down a, a solid 70%. Uh, we've transitioned into, uh, in, into selling groceries as well to supplement the income here. Um, we're we're going to survive, but boy, is it tough. Um, I'm, I'm working seven days a week right now, uh, 11 to 12 hours every single day. Just because we've let everybody go, but you still got to try to keep the doors open some way. So it's exhausting. It's stressful. Uh, we watch the news like we're watching them pull lottery tickets to see are they going to let us open or are they not going to let us open. Uh, it's been stressful. It's been stressful for everyone out there. Mayor of Killarney for 13 years. He's retired from that position now. He is the owner of Blarney Stone Pub and Restaurant. Rick Pauls, thank you for this this morning. Thank you for all the access over the years. Whenever there was a news story in Killarney, a situation in your part of the province, we could always count on you to come on air with us. So uh, thank you for your service on that front and best of luck. We will uh, stay in touch with you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you, and you are more than welcome. Merry Christmas to Rick Pauls and everyone in Killarney, everyone in rural Manitoba, 737 Thursdays. It is the Small Town Salute. Now, Loren, at 6.57 this morning, we played Gip Forrester's Feels Like Christmas. Did you ever meet Gip Forrester? I never did, but uh, that voice, man, it's something you know and recognize right away. So soothing, so special. His voice feels like Christmas, and so to have uh, that voice back on the airwaves, man, I know it's been hard for people. I know this has been a tough year. It doesn't maybe feel like Christmas, but the point is to maybe find some ways to make it feel a little bit different, special, unique, whatever, or if you want to just say goodbye to the whole thing, that's fine too. So after the break, Greg, a special story from a listener who's loving the voice being back on CJOB. The good news is, Loren, I'm looking at Kayla Evans on good uh, on the Global News Morning program, and she just showed the temperature in Melita. Mm-hmm. It's minus 18 in Melita. I know it's only know. five degrees different, but the banana belt. It, it seems balmy for some reason. It's always warm in Melita. It's always warmer in Melita. Uh, that should be their uh, their marketing slogan. It's always warmer in Melita. Ah, very good. McNabb, Mackling with you. McGarry is off today. We will all be off tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Brett and Loren returning on Tuesday. Clay Young will be with you tomorrow morning on Christmas Day. And and I was wondering out loud, one of our listeners says, I just heard Greg say he didn't know if CJOB had ever done a live show on Christmas Day. I really didn't know. And uh, two listeners, including the one that just asked that question, said, Red Alex used to host a live show in the day, and you could phone in, and CJOB would phone long distance so you could talk to relatives in faraway places. Amazing. That's so, such a, I'm so, that warms my heart to hear that that was being done because you forget that that was such a thing, right? You'd call, it'd have to be a specific time because you didn't want to waste the money and then you would only stay on the line for a certain period of time because the bills would really rack up a Christmas mm-hmm. time calling long distance at any time of year. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you had to think about it. And uh, Todd, who I actually used to work with years and years ago in the bus business, is a regular listener as well. And Todd texted in and said, Did, didn't Red Alex do a live Christmas morning show with his dog? 
at his side. So we'll pass that along to Clay and see if uh, Clay can find a dog to bring in and see if we can arrange for some long distance calls for you tomorrow morning. Clay Young's Christmas Day special right here on 680 CJOB. And don't forget to text us your requests for your not necessarily classic, classic Christmas songs, the ones that have been become classics over the last 30, 40, 50 years or so. And also we want to give you a pass to the Red River exhibition uh, light display. We have one pass left, at least uh, for our show, and you just have to send us in who, well... It's turning into a lot of who <laughs> people would like to see under the tree. But the, the question originated with uh, what kind of animal would you like to find in, on, or under the tree? And then we expanded it out a little bit to, just to give you an opportunity to share with us what would you like to see on, in, or under the tree tomorrow morning. But we start this half hour with Manitoba drivers, and uh, they'll have to wait a few more years before insurance options move online. But, Loren, we now have a better understanding of how it's all going to work and whether insurance brokers are going to be part of that process. And to sort that out, actually, MPI and the Insurance Brokers Association, they actually had to bring in a conciliator to, to end that debate. And the conclusion was, as you've been hearing in the run with Skylar Peter, that brokers can be part of the online game. So as we've been sharing with you in the news at the top and the bo- bottom of the hour, we know how brokers feel about that. But now we want to hear what MPI has to say. Curtis Wenberg is the Chief Operating Officer and joins us now. Good morning, Curtis, and uh, happy holidays to you. Good morning. Good morning to everybody and listeners on December 24th. Yeah, well, this is, um, you know, people are always looking for options when it comes to anything from, we just talked about phone calls or phone bills to their auto insurance. And so the question is, what does this mean for customers that, that the broker is now going to be mandated in that online game? Yeah, well, the, the, the real thing on this is that uh, customers are going to be able to get uh, online choices so they can renew or, or even do other types of transactions that they would either have to come into an MPI service center physically or to a broker physically to the 300 broker outlets across Manitoba. And um, as they've expected with a lot of their other banking or other types of transactions, uh, they want online options. And what this allows us to do is to start building those on- online options and and we've always wanted to do it together with brokers, and and so uh, and so that's what this really means. I'm scratching my head on this one, Curtis. Maybe you can sort it out for me. Byron Williams of the Public Interest Law Center says it's good news for brokers, but not necessarily good news for consumers who will have no choice but to use the broker if going online. What do you say to that assertion? No, this is terrific for for consumers. So the so consumers have been telling us for a long time that they want to have an, an online option, like just let me um, renew my insurances online if that's what I choose. And and so this doesn't mandate anything from a customer, really. Like what this allows is a customer to go online and, and simply proceed with, with making their choices. And uh, and then if those customers, and there's always a segment, a large segment of them, will want to go in person to visit their brokerage and they'll still be able to do that. And I think what he's referring to is that we do ask that a broker record be tied to an online transaction. But uh, but like Grand Wanaka said from IBAM, he represented the brokers yesterday. Um, there's a lot of times where brokers will actually give advice to customers or, you know, once they've booked it, perhaps online, they have questions afterwards or, or they want to make a change and they need advice to do that. Uh, they'll, they'll have that broker there to do it. 
you know, even with the COVID, what we found is that there's there's all kinds of payments and other transactions that that happen at those 300 outlets all across Manitoba, and uh, you know, a little bit of commission or or having them as a broker of record allows us to to make those payments go to them. So you've said a few times here that you know customers have been talking and drivers have been asking for years for this online option, but it's still going to be two or three years before insurance options move online for MPI and brokers. 2023, the target date, Curtis. So why why is this taking so long? Why can't that be done more quickly? Yes, I'm, and that's something I think you may have heard our previous CEO say that our systems are, are somewhat like an Atari in some cases. And and what we're doing to go online is actually making a, a, a big change to, to three of our big core systems, if you want to um, you know, make it simple. And, and this is going to take us a little time to do it right. So, so to take the time to do it right, we're going to get involved with some of the better, better system creators out there in, in North America and, uh, and start moving our systems to that. But that will just make the experience all the better when we do get uh, this thing going in a couple of years' time. Curtis, thank you for so this. We appreciate you giving us some insight into how this is all going to go down. Uh, all the best to you and your staff at MPI and uh, all the best to you and your family for a happy and a Merry Christmas. Well, thank you very much. And you too. And for all the listeners out there too, uh, you know, just to, as a reminder, we are um, going out next year with a minus 8.8% uh, rate a reduction. And so in the world of auto insurance, we already have some of the lowest priced auto insurance in North America. So we're even going to go a little lower. And uh, and on top of that, uh, we are printing the rebate checks as we, we stand talking here. And, uh, and you can expect those to come out in January. So um, you know, um, want to wish everyone a happy holidays and, and safe driving as you go through the next few weeks of, of holidays. Appreciate that. Curtis Wenberg is the Chief Operating Officer at MPI. Loren, lots of people been basing back and forth watching their mailboxes for those checks already. Mm-hmm. So Curtis telling us uh, those are not quite in the mail yet, but they will be in January. Yeah, I think every penny, the expression every penny counts is couldn't be more understated this time of year, let alone this year for folks. So, yeah, that's something to watch for in January. And then, then we'll have new complaints about our visa bills uh, to contend with, I think. It's a Thursday morning, at least I believe it's Thursday, Loren. Would I be accurate in that belief? Don't ask me. I said on Tuesday that I thought it was Thursday, and I had only been at work one day that week because I had Monday off. So I don't know what's going on with me and my internal calendar, but I had said to you, oh, I'm exhausted. And it's like, Loren, you spent one day at work. How about, we'll, how about we'll approach it this way? It's December 24th. There. It's Everybody Christmas Eve. Can figure out what Whatever day of the, day week, of the week it happens to be, uh, that's what it is. So thanks for spending some time with us this morning. We're, we're receiving some tremendously kind, sweet, thoughtful texts from our listeners, uh, Christmas wishes. Thank you so much for spending time with us, not only today, but every day. You are genuinely, sincerely a part of our radio family. This is why we do what we do, why we get up at 2.45 in the morning and come into work to do what we do. It's not the most glamorous job in the world, but we get to spend time, share our stories with you and you with us, and it means the world to us that we get an opportunity to do this because uh, Loren, without that emotional connection and that emotional payback, I don't know if uh, any of us would do this job. 
Well, you know, Eddie, in a year like this, when every day has involved so much hurt, so much hard news, so much pain, so many people reeling, and we know heading into the holidays that this is going to be such a difficult year for many families, maybe because of lost jobs, maybe because of lost businesses, maybe because of lost lives, loved ones that you're missing and really will be missing, and, and just lost experiences because we're not going to get together like we have and so we're grateful to our radio family and we're grateful to our next guest because he didn't just become part of our radio family greg he became part of really your family after we first met him i think was that 2017 yeah i'll have to confirm the the year i don't know what day of the week it is how do you expect me to know what year (laughs) well just just to back sell a little bit for our guests before we bring scott on scott and greg mortland uh scott and his son they were was it uh Chargers fans, and then the team announced in San Diego that they were going to move. They went looking for a new team. They landed on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, ended up coming to Winnipeg, you know, for a trip that the Bombers helped bring them here to. They all fell in love with the city, and now they've been back several times, and you and Scotty have become good friends, if Uh, I can call him Scotty. Yeah, well, we we are actually, we are brothers now. Our families are each other's families, and uh, Scott Mortland joins us from the West Coast, California. Scott, do us a favor. What's the yeah. temperature there this morning? Uh, well, Fahrenheit in the 50s at the moment. Oh, so it's cool. It's uh, you have to put on a sweater cool. to go outside. <laughs> I'm wearing I'm wearing a Christmas sweater. Yes, uh, it, the front is a big, cute face of a reindeer. Oh, how adorable! <laughs> yeah. So, yep. so uh, Scott, uh, a lot of our listeners know that you're a teacher. You got some. You've been uh, doing some substitute teaching. You've been doing yep. some innovative work in the pandemic in California, working with uh, what uh, people are calling pods down there, helping Correct. kids get right. through the day because parents are working etc but you got some pretty exciting news last week i did i finally achieved the end goal which was to land a permanent teaching job in second grade at a school that's maybe five minutes away from my house so i am super excited i start on i report on the fourth it's an in-service day and then the kids begin to show up on the fifth um we're starting off in what is called a hybrid model where happier class shows up monday tuesday the other half thursday friday um, and then hopefully, if everything goes well, uh, three weeks in, uh, the kids will be back full time five days a week. Congratulations! Remember, that's amazing, and I, I'm you know, very I, excited. I, that return to normalcy or some sort of normalcy is so important for so many, uh, including your son uh, who lives with special needs. And I think when we talked to you yeah. in the spring, Scott, you just talked about yeah. how hard it was for him because that whole social distancing thing. Um, oh yeah, was just so. Has there been a better adjustment along the way? Is the learning curve well, improved? The good, news, the good news is that he got to go back to his day program September first, and here we are. It's almost the end of December, and they've done a phenomenal job of keeping all their you know adult clients safe. There's not been one, not one case, not one hiccup in in what they do. And I even saw the director yesterday. And she said her staff probably hates her now, but she is so on them about, you know, all the, you know, uh, disinfecting everything, you know, surfaces and stuff on a regular basis. So those clients can continue to come. So families like ours can have, again, back to the keyword, a normal existence. Because when Gregory was home five solid months and toward the end, their last month, six weeks was really wearing me out. So they're a valuable program. We need to keep them open. And thank God they're doing the right things to do that. So, Scott, one of the ways you cope with all this uncertainty, and and for a long time, uh, you've written poetry, but you were so kind to share 
one of your poems with us on the air earlier this year, and you've got something yep. to wind up 2020, looking ahead to 2021. Are you ready to share that with I, us? I am, and I, I wanted to tell you that what's cool about that I'm doing this is that I, you, I had the honor of doing this on air back in the spring, and it was a poem I called Will It Not Be Amazing? And even though I knew, even everything was new then as far as what we were really going to be dealing with, I sort of forecast the idea that it was going to be a struggle for several months, and here we are, it's Christmas. So what I did is I actually updated the poem, uh, Beer to Love, all the Christmas elements to it, and I've just retitled it, Will It Not Be Amazing at Christmas? You guys ready? Ready. Dear ones, will it not be amazing walking out of our front door, eager to celebrate the holidays, festive joy, and so much more? working hard in our communities, restoring faith, promise, trust, feeding the hungry, helping others, never forgetting, absolute must. Children, will it not be amazing? Neighborhoods echo all your laughter, skipping, playing games with elves, sounds that live happily ever after. Small stuff we complained about among the things we now hold dear. Bustling stores, busy roads, the rest. Bring it on, we're all full of cheer. Friends, will it not be amazing? to stand in a circle, hands held tight. We gather a meal to share together, the Lord's Prayer we all recite. Forgiving becomes second nature. Tolerance, acceptance feels so right. Valuing our sisters and our brothers, all holding a torch we need to light. People, will it not be amazing? Our souls connected from the start, sharing stories and singing carols, memories etched within each heart. Thank you, we'll hold deeper meeting. Merry Christmas, perhaps even more. Two hands firmly clasped together, the Yuletide spirit that helps us soar. Partners, will it not be amazing, rejoicing together here or there, seeing the miracles all around us, now believing they're everywhere. Walking along, bumping a stranger, admiring the amazing lights up high. We exchange greetings full of jolly. A single star fills the blue night sky. Family, will it not be amazing when we look back on 2020? Santa did deliver the greatest gift, a sack full of hope and light aplenty. Oh, and will it not be amazing to freely hug the ones you love, cherishing every Christmas moment, grateful for the blessings from above. Scott Mortland, thank you for that tremendous message, full of love, inspiration, reflection looking ahead and uh loren i don't know if you know this or not but it was it was scotty's birthday yesterday oh happy birthday scott thank you for you know what thank you and here you are giving us that great gift of that beautiful poem and i will be it will be amazing and my goodness you too when you get together i need to be part of that celebration next time okay absolutely get ready (laughs) 13 months since i've seen you and uh, usually we uh, don't go much longer than about eight or nine weeks without seeing one another for the last I almost know. four it's years. Been <laughs> so it's been hard. Okay, buddy. I know. Thanks for writing that. All right. Thanks for updating oh, thank it. Thank you. Love to everybody you in San Thanks Diego. Love to all of you in Winnipeg. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG, that's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at 
Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on CJOB. Talk soon.